Hi everyone, this is Vicki Adkins. Um, I'll play one of Chuck's songs at the end. I'm going to have very, very quiet background music because this message, I just need to have the music playing. If you are new to our channel, welcome. We're really happy to have you here. You guys, I'm not going to spend a lot of time um, talking about all the you know, logistics. If you want to be able to get in contact with us, all that information is in the description box. If you're not on YouTube, or even if you are on YouTube, we invite you to come to my channel and then to also Chuck's channel. I will say that. Um, so that if you have comments you'd like to leave, we would really like to, we'd really like to read them and we won't find them if we, if you leave them on somebody else's channel. So Although we appreciate that people share the messages on their channels and the music on their channels, we don't know when you have left a comment. So if you want to talk to us directly, then please come to Vicki Adkins on YouTube or to Chuck Adkins Music on YouTube. I want to pray before I get into this because I usually have been for a while the Lord's been having me write down messages and I believe in part that was so that people could copy those messages and print them off and have them to refer to later if they wanted to but also sometimes people won't receive a message unless it's like a typed out printed up written down message and sometimes they won't hear if someone's just speaking so this morning when I was talking to father it was a really teary morning because he was weighing has been continues to weigh heavily on my heart and I sat down with my journal and just wrote a sentence I said good morning father please wash me clean and let me hear your words with clarity this morning and um, he had me reading in a couple of places in scripture I'm going to read those in a minute but I just couldn't stop feeling overwhelmed And I meant to just sit and write. I thought he was going to, to dictate something for me to write down. And I was going to wait, not have breakfast and, and eat later and all of that. And at one point, before I had written anything else, he said, go eat. So I went and fixed breakfast and sat down and had that and then came back and started reading again and felt the same weight. You know, I know there are going to be people that will listen to this, and this is part of what's so grievous. People who listen to this and think that uh, doesn't apply to them, and, and, and there may be people it does not apply to. <laughs> But uh, Father told me a lot of times that 
People think that because it's pride. It's pride in them that won't even go investigate. It's pride in them that will automatically decide something isn't for them. And again, I'm not saying this is for everybody because I, I don't know if it is or not, but I do know this. When Father gives a message, it's our responsibility to go to him and say, I need to know if this is you or if this is just the person who's, who's you know, making this up or if this is the enemy trying to deceive me. I need to know that. Because one really big thing he's been talking to me about this morning is the scripture where he says, and I'll, it'll be part of what I read, but it's in Isaiah 66. He's looking for the ones who are humble and contrite. And that word contrite in Hebrew means crushed, crushed in spirit and who tremble at his word. And there's such a false, demonic, devilish teaching out there that we are, that today people go, oh, well, no, that was, you know, that's the Old Testament. We don't have to tremble at God's word. We don't have to have fear of the Lord. Why would we fear him? He's good and he's loving and, and you know, he only wants good things for us and all of that. And those are, that's a doctrine of demons, you guys. Yes, he wants good things for us. But sometimes the good things are very, very hard. And they don't feel good at the time we're going through them. You know, I, he's reminding me of the scripture where it says, you know, these fiery trials for the moment don't feel really good, but they yield excellent results these things father puts us through and this morning one of the things he's been saying to me is people are afraid of the wrong things they're afraid of what's coming on the earth and what's coming is of course it's scary but when that's our focus and our focus is not on trembling in in uh, at his word to the point where we will obey him whether we want to or not, whether we like it or not, whether it feels good or not, that's where our focus needs to be. You know, any, any husband can tell his wife all day long, I love you, I love you, I love you, but if he's out running around and, and sleeping around and just beating her and doing all kinds of, verbally or physically, doing all kinds of damage to her heart. Why would anyone think that that wife would believe her husband loved her? And yet, in the body of Christ, we do that to our Father. We say whatever we want to say, we act however we want to act, we do whatever we feel like doing. And then with our mouths we say, oh, but I love you, Lord, I love you. And God just looks at us and says, really? You do? Really? When I've told you how I want you to show me your love, you're showing me anything but.
so I'm gonna I'm gonna read some scripture this morning and I'm gonna start out in uh, Psalms I'm just gonna read a few verses and this was after David had gone into Bathsheba and uh, and had her husband killed and Nathan the prophet came and said hey you know you did this David repented to God with a I'm going to back up just a little bit and I'm going to start at verse 10 he said create in me a clean heart O God and renew a right spirit within me Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness, O Lord. Open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise, for you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken heart, and a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Sorry guys, I'm really weepy, and but I don't want you to focus on anything but what the Lord's saying here in this in this message and now I'm going to read out of Isaiah 66 thus says the Lord heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool what is the house that you would build for me and what is the place of my rest all these things my hand has made and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in heart and trembles at my word. He who slaughters an ox is like one who kills a man. He who sacrifices a lamb is like one who breaks a dog's neck. He who presents a grain offering like one who offers pig's blood. He who makes a memorial of frankincense is like one who blesses an idol. These have chosen their own ways and their soul delights in their abominations. I will also choose harsh treatment for them and bring their fears upon them because when I called no one answered when I spoke they did not listen but they did what was evil in my eyes and chose that in which I did not delight hear the word of the Lord you who tremble at his word your brothers who hate you and cast you out for my name's sake have said let the Lord be glorified that we may see your joy but it is they who shall be put to shame. Father's telling us in these verses, look, this is the thing I'm looking for. I'm looking for the ones who have broken, contrite, 
crushed, crushed hearts. The ones who are no longer looking to be satisfied by their own desires and the lusts of their flesh, but their hearts are broken, their hearts are crushed for me. They are humble. And, and when he's saying things like, he who slaughters an ox is like one who kills a man. He who sacrifices a lamb is like one who breaks a neck. None of those things are what he's looking for. He's looking for his people to be so sold out to him that what we want doesn't matter because there is nothing greater than to have him call us to be his own and to have his way in us is is great delight in his eyes you know you guys god didn't have to put us down here with a bunch of other people he could have given us each one our own planets so that we wouldn't have to go through trials because we would just be only in fellowship with him always but he's proving his people he is trying his people and proving his people. And sometimes I get messages from people that say, well, I don't even know, you know, what's it, I, why should I even try? It sounds like I can never overcome. It sounds like I can never win. It sounds like I might as well just give up. And I, and I just want to, I just want to say, wake up. We are not here for ourselves. We are here for the Almighty, the Creator. He didn't create us for our own pleasure. He created us for His own pleasure. And we are so blessed that He pours out His love on us and in us and through us. We are so blessed that He takes care of us. He is good and we are not. We can do, he's reminding me of the verse, we can do everything through him. He gives us the strength to do everything. He gives us the strength to do everything. That doesn't mean he's giving us strength to do everything so that we can just go out there and send our little heads off and do whatever we feel like doing. He gives us the strength. We we need to be able to do everything he's called us to do. And yes, we can abuse that strength. We can abuse these bodies. I've abused my body for years. And I know that some of you have as well because you've written to me and told me. And some of us are still doing it. And we say we belong to him and we say we love him. We're like, in some ways, we're like these people he's talking about where he says they go out and make a memorial offering of, of frankincense. And, but they're the same thing as the one who blesses the idol. He's saying, look, I don't want all the stuff. I don't want all just the declarations. I don't want just the hands in the air saying, oh, God, we love you. We love you. I want your heart to be so contrite so crushed for me 
that you will examine yourself the best you can. And just like David, just like King David, when I say when I say that he was a man after my own heart, I am saying to you that he was a man that when he saw his sin, he repented. And all he wanted was what I wanted. I want you to be the same way, he says. I want you to be the same way. Yes, hard things are coming. I will take care of my people, he says. And it won't always look like what you want it to look like. Sometimes it will be terribly hard, but I am proving you in the fire of my love. So don't be afraid of man. Don't be afraid of what man can do. Don't be afraid of what's coming. The things that are coming are dreadful. Yes, they are dreadful. Don't be afraid. Fear me, he says. Fear me. Tremble at my words because my words are holy. And I don't tell you things to be making suggestions to you. I tell you things because those are the things I want from you. I tell you things because I love you. I tell you things because I am purifying you in the fire of my love. I am burning the dross off of you. But if you do not remain humble, and if your heart is not contrite, how can I bring you into my kingdom? Because I resist the proud, but I give grace to the humble. Father loves us for the love we can't comprehend. I can't comprehend it. Nobody can comprehend it. We are flesh and bone. Our minds are finite. They're tiny. His is not limited at all. He is not limited. He is not. But we try to limit him. We try to put him in these little boxes and say things like, well, those words were for Old Testament times or Torah times. Those words are not for today. The same God that created Adam and Eve ruled all throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. He is one. People want to look at the Lord's sacrifice and go, he paid for our sins. We don't, we're free. We're, you know, there's grace. We're set for you guys. Think about this. Who has taught you? Who has taught you such things? Yes, we are set free from our sin. But if we go back into that sin, what is it that father can do to pay for that sin he's already done everything people want to take advantage of the fact that he paid for our sins and say well that's it we're free now we can do whatever we feel like 
I want you just to think about for a moment a parent who has children that have absolutely no respect. No respect for their parent. Who tear up his property. And encourage other people to do the same thing. Who disobey his rules. You know, Yeshua said, anybody, anybody, he's to anybody means anybody, anybody who teaches anyone to discount those things that Father has said, to, that those things are done away, they are the least in the kingdom of God. They're not sitting up on high thrones in the kingdom of God. They are the least. When we tell somebody that the words Father spoke in Old Testament days or in New Testament, when we take any of the words that our Father spoke and said, well, that was for then, and you know, we don't have to do that anymore. We don't have all that was fulfilled. Well, we're talking dispensationalism, and that's another demonic thing. You guys just hear him. This is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. People say, that people like me and others who say judgment is coming and hard things are coming and all of that were doom and gloom preachers. <laughs> all I know is this. My father means what he says and he warns us because he loves us and he prepares us because he loves us. So if you're somebody who's sitting out there listening and thinking, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't even do this. It's too hard. I might as well give up. If that's all you have in you, if that's all you can do, if, if you've gone as far as you can go, I'm going to share a testimony with you. Thank you, Father. Years ago, I started a ministry for teenage children teenagers that were, and most of them came from single family or single parent families, and they were poor kids. And I could relate to that because we were poor kids when we were growing up. But this ministry was uh, sign language. I taught them sign language and took them with me uh, when I did concerts around the U.S. And I remember someone saying to me, if you do this, because it's a, you know, it's really got, it's a great ministry, but if you do this, you need to know that the church will take this away from you and try, they will try to control it. And I said, 
No, I don't believe that. Why, you know, why would they care about something like this? Well, that's exactly what happened. And isn't that just the way we are? We want to control things. Oh. But anyway, one day I was really crushed by all of it when I found out that they were trying to control it. And I said to the Lord, well, if they want it, they can just have it and I'll quit doing it. And here's what the Lord said to me. He said, so Vicki, is this where you stop growing? Because my feelings were hurt and I had done all the work and nobody had, you know, it was just, it was a thing Father had birthed in me and here came church leadership trying to take it away. And by the way, I'm not in that church anymore. I'm not, I'm not trying to badmouth the church. I'm just saying as human beings, that's what we have a tendency to do is to try to control others. And so when he said to me, so is this where you stop growing? I said, no, no, Lord. Okay, fine. Then I will, I will, um, keep doing it, but I will do it um, on my schedule, my time frame, and I just won't do it as much. And he said again, so Vicki, is this where you stop growing? And I tried every way I could to squirm around and find a way to punish the leadership of the church because they were taking something Father had given to me to do. I obviously didn't have a lot of humility. I continued to, to do it. I loved the kids. I loved my father more. And there came a time finally after, I think it was like another year, he finally told me I was, I had trained one of the girls in the group to be the leader and about a year later I was able to he said you can go ahead and let it go now but God was doing a work in me of humility and that wasn't the final work of humility it's an ongoing process you guys it's really an ongoing process for all of us because our pride wants to rise up when we get offended or we get hurt But what is the house we want to build for him? And what is the place of his rest? Because he's made everything there is. He doesn't need our help. He doesn't need our help. And yet he chooses to use us. He chooses to inhabit the praises of his people. Here we are. He's made everything. I'm sorry, I can hear my microphone doing that thing again he chooses to inhabit the praises of his people he chooses to be patient with us he chooses to be humble with us and he doesn't have to he could wipe us out just with one little one little tiny blink of the eye 
God is trying to prepare his people, not just for eternity, absolutely for that, but he's also trying to prepare us for now, for the things we're going to face in the days ahead. And if we're going to be crybabies and say, I can't do this, I can't do this, too hard, it's just too hard, then first of all, we're not giving God any credit for being who he says he is. He is our provider. He has all the strength we need. If we're going to be crybabies, we're looking at ourselves. So if that's what you're struggling with, stop it. Don't feel sorry for yourself. And if you don't think you need more humbling, or if you think you're contrite enough, I, you know, I've said before, because I really believe it's him, when we talk about how humble we are, we're not humble. We're not humble if we're walking around saying, well, I'm really humble. No, I remember taking tremendous pride in my humility years ago. I thought, oh, I'm so humble. I'm just so humble. I put up with this and that and the other. And the Lord said, that's not humility, that's pride. Look at how proud you are of your humility. I don't have all the answers I, I want or need, but I know where to go to get them. I know I'm a weak vessel, you guys. And I know you're weak vessels too. And God delights in making weak vessels because in our weakness, if we have the fear of the Lord, we will search his heart for his will, his desires, his strength. I'm just going to for a minute talk about some of the things that are coming and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because first of all we have a tendency to want to focus on what the details are. We want to know all of the stuff. I know there are people that go from place to place looking okay what's the next thing that's going to happen and what's this and I understand that. We don't want to be surprised. We want to be as prepared as we can. Some people want to hear just because they're looking for the sensational. And so they go from prophet to prophet and from news report to news report. And I think that's in part why the Lord's saying, our fear of the world and what the world is going to do in a lot of us is greater than our fear of him. We don't tremble at his word. We tremble at the word of the next broadcaster. We tremble at the word of the next thing that happens in our countries. How many times has Father said to us, get ready, prepare your hearts, prepare your homes. Do what you need to do to get in the right place with God.
on this channel you can go back and read a lot of the messages where father said the one that's standing out in my mind right now is well, a couple of them is the one called get behind me and the other one is called draw down father told me in 2019 there was going to be an intentional depletion of, of resources and I didn't I didn't know when he said the words to me throughout the day draw down draw down I finally said what does that mean Lord what does draw down mean he said go look it up someone looked it up you guys it's the intentional depletion of resources some people struggle with believing that's what's going on but I can assure you that is what is going on that's what my father said and that is what is happening. And we can look at governments and we can look at leaders around the world and say, well, it's because of these people and this and that and the other. But the bottom line is we have an enemy who hates us. He rebelled against father. He and all his buddies. And their goal was to rob, kill, and destroy, and they're still doing it today. So it doesn't really even matter who the people are. What matters is we are not in a physical war. We are in a spiritual battle. Resources will continue to disappear. Violence will continue to increase and fear will abound. When the Lord told me back in 2006 that the whole thing about being politically correct was something that the enemy had started, Satan had started. He said in the beginning, it's gonna look good because people shouldn't be judging each other. But he said, but that's not the ultimate goal. And he took me right down the line and showed me how it was going to go and what the end result was going to be. And it is happening. Now you cannot say anything or you are labeled in this culture as a racist. But that's not the end of the line, you guys. The end goal is to get to where our father we can't speak about him because our God is offensive to others. And so they have their own truth. Everybody has their own truth. Everybody has their, so that eventually, Father said, eventually they will remove me. And that's what's gone on. That's what's continuing to happen. And it's to set up the, it's to set up the one world religion. There's so much stuff, you guys. If you heard the message where he gave me the vision and he said, get behind me, then you know that he also said in that vision that if we looked out into what was going on into the world for too long, 
we would wander away from him and not even realize that we had. We would think that we were still with him. But our eyes, our fascination, our devotion would be on what's going on out there. And it would steal the time with, we need with him and the, the intimacy we need with him. I know there are a lot of you out there who have been deeply wounded by loved ones. And that is heartbreaking to God. People that you have loved that have turned on you. Father wants you to get ready because there's more of that coming. And it's in his word. If you follow him, if you love him, if you are really, if you really are sold out to him, you are going to be despised and rejected just like Messiah was. He said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. This isn't the time we sit down and quit. This isn't the time we feel sorry for ourselves. Actually, there's never a time we're supposed to be feeling sorry for ourselves. He didn't create us to be wimps. He didn't create us to be big babies. Messiah was not a wimp. He was not a big baby. He took all of the stuff that he took, and it took great strength and great love. Father's been saying for a while, Everything is a love issue. The question is, who are we loving? Is it him above and beyond everybody and everything, including ourselves? So I'm going to pray. And then I think I'm going to end this message Father you are the almighty glorious God you are the creator of all things You are perfect and pure in all of your ways. And we come to you completely aware that we are the dust of the earth. And Father, if there's any part of the dust that we are that is rising up in pride or has risen up in pride, please show us so that we might humble ourselves before you. We want you to have your way. You are good. You are God. There is no one like you. You have no equal. You have created everything. You are all of the power and all of the wisdom. You are all glorious. So 
I pray over my brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray over the ones that are lost, that may be listening, the ones who may be wondering about you. I pray over the ones that are, even as they hear this message, mocking and belittling and doubting. Forgive us, Father, because even as Messiah said when he hung on the tree, we don't know what we're doing when we are in disobedience. We think it's a little thing so much of the time. Please forgive us for that because it means we're taking you for granted and we're belittling your word, making light of your word when you've given us what you want and what you're looking for even in your scriptures you tell us and we pick and choose what we will believe and what we won't believe we pick and choose what we're going to obey and what we're not going to obey there is no fear of the lord there is no wisdom there is no understanding or knowledge in you when we act like that You are worthy to be praised and adored. You are worthy of having a people whose lives are fully lived in worship, in spirit, and in truth. So, Father, show us where we are in need of, in need of humility, in need of repentance. And Father, for the ones who are just so broken and so discouraged, I pray, lift them up, God. Lift them up. People that need to hear something that will bless them, send those with words of comfort and encouragement and hope. I'm reminded of your scripture where you say, Comfort, comfort ye my people. And in all things, while we are able to see the darkness in the world, Father God, I ask you, bless us to see the light that shines so brightly from you. I pray for hope to be restored. I pray for hearts to be strengthened. I pray for the ones who question why they're going through what they're going through to be reminded of a few things. One is that we have an enemy in this world who hates us and is out for our destruction. And another and the most important or the more important of those two things is that we have a father who will use everything we go through for our good and his glory when we love him we belong to him help us remember father everything is a love issue will we love you when we've been 
hurt by others? Will we love you when we don't know how we're going to feed our children? Will we love you when we see abuse, physical, emotional abuse? Will we still love you or will we turn on you? Will we love you when you tell us to do something that offends our minds? Will we still love you and obey? I pray for the words that you have spoken out of my mouth today to go deep into the hearts and, and minds of the people who have listened. And Father, I ask you to remind them, even as I remind them, they, they are to bring everything to you. I am flesh and blood just like everybody else. So remind us when we listen to anyone that we are accountable for what we choose to receive and believe if we have not taken things to you that we should have taken to you so god please help us remember and i pray this day even in the midst of all of the hard things that are going on in people's lives that your joy would well up inside of each one in such a way that we would remember that the creator of all things has created us for his pleasure, for his glory. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. You are good and your mercy your love endure forever. Amen. And Father, you know that we ask all of the things we ask, even as Yeshua said, to ask in His name. So we ask in the name of our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, the Word of God, the Word that was made flesh, that came and dwelt among us, the Word of God, the one who is faithful and true, who has a name that no one knows. None of us have ever heard, but one day, if we are faithful, we will know that name. Amen. Love you guys. I'm going to play. I'm going to play one of Chuck's songs. I might play one of mine, too. I just I want to encourage you again. If you haven't come to the channel, please do. Please leave your comments. And I'm, I'm going to say this in love, but I'm, I'm so serious about this. Um, sometimes I have people that write and even and their comments are hateful. Even the manner in which they choose to try to correct me is hateful. You guys, that's not God. That's truly not God. So if that's somebody, if somebody like that's listening, please don't bother. If we cannot speak with one another in love, it doesn't mean that we can't have discussions about what we believe. But if we are going to come at each other instead of coming to each other. Those are two different things. If somebody's going to come at me or if somebody's going to come at you, <laughs> then, 
Their intentions are not necessarily good. But if someone comes to you in humility, just like you and I should go to people in humility and say, well, you know, this is how Father's taught me. This is what I believe. And, and let's, you know, have that conversation. Then that's awesome. Because we see in part. We know in part. And I don't pretend for a moment to know everything there is to know or even a lot of what there is to know. I know a little tiny, tiny piece, just like you do. So I invite you to come to the channel. I invite you to leave your comments so that we can see them because Chuck and I respond. Uh, either one or both of us will respond to everyone unless you specifically mention his name. He usually won't comment because he thinks they're all for me if, if his name's on it. So, so put his name in there <laughs> and he'll, he'll respond to you. But um, come and leave your comments and our email addresses. Everything's in there. Everything's in there about how to contact us. We love you guys. I'm going to play one of Chuck's songs now. And um, I'll be back this evening with Chuck for mornings or not morning sessions. I forgot. <laughs> TLC. God bless you all. Now, here comes Chuck. <laughs>